Hey, Rachel. Hello, Brian. So how was this week? <sighs> you know when you do a cleanse and you're supposed to feel clean at yeah, the end of it? That's the <laughs> that's point that's of the it, That's the objective. Yes. <laughs> but I feel filthy. As many of you may know, we've been doing a Trump cleanse for December, and we even extended it for a week in yeah, January. Yeah, we didn't even say his name. And you can guess by the fact that we just said his name that it is it's over. over. It's over. And I just feel dirtier than ever because it's not like it stopped. Filthy. It's, Filthy. We were just basically like with earplugs in our ears, like, I can't like, hear la, this, la, blah, la, blah, blah, blah. But we still knew what was going on, and it was still disgusting. We couldn't talk about it. We were bottling up, and, we, like, and the cork just popped And last it, it night. affected us in, in unexpected ways. And, and terrible ways. Glad it's over. Okay, well, this is going to be cathartic. The worst thing about a cleanse, the best thing about a cleanse is when you can end the cleanse, (laughs) and that's what's happening right now. This is This Week in Nope. The podcast where we shut it down. My name is no, my sign is no, my number is no. You need to let it go, you need to let it go, need to let it go. Okay, Rachel, well, we've been talking about this for a long time and we've postponed it a number of times because yes, we, we completely kind of... do not have our shit together. <laughs> but next week we're going to have a live show. So exciting. We sent out invitations. We have about 100 RSVPs now. Like perhaps a million. A, perhaps a thousand. <laughs> They're all going to be here in this apartment. We and we're going to no be doing a live show. And uh, it's going to be obviously going to be recorded. And we're going to have uh, catering and all kinds of drinks and drinking games. And uh, it's going to be merriment for all. So be sure to tune in next week. Uh, we're going to release on Friday instead of Thursday. We need an extra day because it's going to be such a spectacular. It's going to be complicated. It's, com- <laughs> it's a little complicated, but we're uh, crossing our fingers and hope that we know how to pull it off. Okay, Brian. So our Trump ban is over and we are going to talk about him and the government shutdown. But before we do, we have some seriously breaking news. This is serious breaking news. So it's the beginning of the new year still. We're sort of in January and uh, there's a lot of New Year's resolutions. A lot of that is to eat healthier, but there is blowback. There are terrible things happening here where we are in Manhattan. Terrible things afoot. If you've been in Midtown, which we both are a lot, there is a chaos around the craze that people need to eat salads. <laughs> people need to eat salads. <laughs> they feel compelled. Midtown. Right. We all eat our sad desk salads every day, except there is a big problem. Um, there are now incredible lines around the block at all the most popular salad locations. Like uh, Sweet Green Like Sweet and Green chopped. and Chopped. That's right. There were 100 people online the other day for Chopped on West 51st Street, which is very close to my office. And Sweet Green Who is worse. Who are these to- people? Okay, so they're, they're <laughs> lining up. Um, and on Sweet Green, they interviewed people and they said, it's a psycho line. And there are <laughs> brawls. And this guy in this like puffer jacket is standing there and- there's like people jostling for their place in line. Go fuck yourself, one of them said. And uh, and it's it's chaos. It's this mayhem. This is undermining the spirit of the salad. That's right. We're supposed to be good to each other. And like salad is the embodiment of that. <laughs> and yet, what good is it if in pursuit of your salad, you were in fact not being Starting kind to your melees. fellow man? That's no. right. So, and, and the other bad thing is that it is bad news for the non-salad eating venues like McDonald's and Chick-fil-A, which we hate anyway. And uh, their their business is very, very slow because nobody is nobody, <laughs> nobody is having hamburgers and french fries and all the normal horrible things that people eat because everyone wants their salads. We should record this podcast in <laughs> McDonald's. Nobody's <laughs> <It's there>. silent. <laughs> it's- 
It's a studio. It's, a, it's basically a <laughs> podcast studio. So anyway, we had to break in with that since we are always on top of the salad news. We need to let you know, do not approach the salad venues Stay in Manhattan. Away. Stay away. Order in advance. Get the app. And if you're in the know, you'll be able to By cut February, the line. like every other resolution, everyone will have forgotten that they're eating healthy. They'll all go back to mcdonald's and chick-fil-a and then you'll be able to just swan in and get your sweet green but either way hot tip do the app do the app absolutely okay okay uh rachel let's get back to more serious things what's the elephant in the room this week we used to do the elephant in the room which is like the one political topic that everybody's talking about but we have our own little hot take on what do, what do you got the on elephant that? in the room is the government shutdown okay of course i, mean, I feel terrible this is terrible it's invading our primetime tv watching and it's invading you, everything you, you know on that show intervention when people go around the room and they say your addiction has affected my life in the following ways and then they read like a very sad letter i feel like this government shutdown is affecting my life in the following personal i have a personal relationship okay well it's not as personal as not getting a fucking paycheck (laughs) no no so i mean i'm angry and upset about the eight hundred thousand people who are not getting a paycheck many of whom are still showing up to work uh, yeah and i'm I'm scared and by the way they are legally required to show up for work despite no pay which to me is called slavery it sounds like being a contractor for the trump organization (laughs) That's right. <laughs> um, and I, I'm terrified for anybody who has to board an airplane now because the TSA is basically sure. working for free. Um, but I am personally being cock-blocked by the Trump administration. Oh, my gosh. Um, so I, I think I've mentioned to you that I'm trying to establish German citizenship <laughs> for my family. <laughs> I don't think you've told our audience about that. <laughs> well, I am. I've been working on this project for over a year. And so for background, if you have an ancestor who was forced to leave Germany because of the Nazis, you can apply for repatriation. But you have to compile this whole dossier of documents to prove that you're descended from that person sure. who yeah, had okay. to leave. Okay. Okay, so Josh's grandma, my husband Josh's grandmother, convinced her whole family to leave Germany in 1938 when she was just a teenager, and she basically saved all of their lives. Before the worst of it, but still very traumatic. I'm very sure. traumatic, yeah. And so um, I made an appointment for us to meet with a representative at the German consulate in Manhattan, and we went yesterday. Which is not shut down because the ger- German government is not shut <laughs> the down. The German government like is ours. still <laughs> operational. And I brought all these notarized copies of Josh's grandmother's passport and marriage certificate and my marriage certificate and my mother-in-law's birth certificate, et cetera, et cetera. It was a whole schmagoo, as we <laughs> like to say. But of course, the agent at the consulate says that we are missing one thing to move forward with our application for German citizenship, and that is Greta's U.S. naturalization documents, which have to be obtained by filling out a form and sending it to the U.S. CIS, which is the Citizenship and Naturalization Services, which is shut down because our moronic president was bullied by Ann Coulter. Oh, God. And Rush Limbaugh. And Rush Limbaugh, right. So they're basically running the country. So um, I I do recognize the irony of being a Jewish woman who is considering the possibility of moving my family to Germany because I feel safer (laughs) there as a Jew. Wait, wait, wait. What is ironic about that? What could possibly go wrong? (laughs) I, I, I cannot proceed because our FSB agent president is manufacturing a crisis about immigrants. And to that I say, fuck! You, you no, will never get this no. wall. We will never surrender. You are a fool. Your whole family is about to be indicted. 
pack your amphetamines and go. You, they can't even go they to Germany. Even... Germany won't have them. No. Germany's letting in like Syrian like refugees, thank God. Yes. Right? And I hope they don't let in the Trump family as they're like escape. They should go to Venezuela they or Russia. They shouldn't even meet with them. Just go to Russia. Just no. go to Russia where you're welcome. Yes. Escape to Russia. Well, I'm sorry you're having these problems and you, these uh, all these things are trickling down to your personal life. They are. Because, I mean, I just want to have the option. It I feel like, like you're really bogged down by these administrative <laughs> hassles. There's so many administrative hassles. I've had to apply to kindergarten. I'm getting surgery on Friday. So many documents. So many papers. I need like to hire a team, and I like don't even have a job. So, <laughs> okay, I'm hiring. I'll be your team. Call me. I'll be your team. Um, but it's uh, the bigger story. What's really going on in the world here that we have some hot takes yes, on? The big- <laughs> Great transition, Brian. The bigger thing is the the Mueller investigation. Yes. Speaking of Germany, and speaking how's the Mueller investigation going? So um, we haven't discussed this in a long time, but as you know, the Mueller investigation is constantly on my mind. Yes. I am, I am obsessed mine, with it. Yes. Um, and there's so be many. On everybody's. Mind. It should be. It's very important, and there's so many interwoven threads. And I understand how people are confused and are just like, oh, I can't even. But um, you know, it's just there's a whole cast of characters. Uh, Maria Butina and Konstantin Kalimnik and Oleg Deripaska and Natalia Veselnetskaya. Especially these Russian names. Oh Who my knows God. Right. It's like an Putin Evite guest enough. list for a party thrown by Leo Tolstoy. It's terrible. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and there are a couple of recent developments that I want to discuss. And the first is Paul Manafort, who we know is such a fucking moron. He couldn't even convert a PDF a into moron. a Word document to falsify his income and commit bank <laughs> okay. fraud. Um, and that was back in February. And now it seems that he got the legal team that he deserves. Okay. So the New York Times revealed yesterday that when he was the chairman of the Trump campaign, Paul Manafort shared political polling data with Konstantin Kalimnik, who is a Russian business associate tied to Russian that intelligence. That is the definition of collusion. That is collusion. That is, right, you're is, giving insider information to Russians for the purpose of influencing the election. Is there any better dictionary <laughs> definition of collusion? No. There was basically a war room for the Trump campaign in the Kremlin. In the Kremlin. It's a disgrace. And so but the disclosure was revealed through a formatting error that Mr. Manafort's lawyers made in a document that was filed to respond to charges that Manafort had lied to prosecutors working for Robert Mueller. Right. So he cut a plea deal, just to backtrack, he cut a plea deal and then he like fucked it up. He fucked it up. And now he's being prosecuted again. And they're fighting back on this. And this is the document that they filed, I guess. And they had some redacted shit in it. But it allegedly redacted <laughs> allegedly shit. Allegedly redacted. redacted shit. And so it was revealed that this was happening. Wait, that- so <laughs> my question here is like, how do you poorly redact something? Is it like a Google Doc and you like highlight it in black, hoping that you can't see it? And then someone hits like Control Z and you undoes it? You highlight it in like yellow, maybe <laughs> by accident, and then print People it out. People see it, right. People could see it just with a little gray. Dot. No. <laughs> but so Michael Avenatti, the, you know, the Stormy Daniels lawyer who's ubiquitous, he's suggesting that the lawyers made the mistake on purpose so that they can alert Trump as to what Mueller knows by, you know, and publicly obstruct justice. Um, and I say, Michael Avenatti, no. 
Sometimes stupid is just stupid. Stupid is, begets stupid. Stupid attracts stupid. It's the laws of attraction. It's the laws. It's let's the second not, law of thermodynamics. Let's not overthink this. This, <laughs> this is, is just, physics. This is basic physics. Like, if you're Paul Manafort, you are going to get the stupidest lawyers in the world. Who's going to work for this right. person? Right. So they had that. Trump had that uh, uh, cabinet meeting, and there's like 13 members of the cabinet. I don't know, and like seven of them were either vacant or acting. Nobody's going to work for this idiot, and nobody's going to work for Pat Manafort. Fort. No, because you then you have to get your own lawyers. Right. <laughs> You're going to be it's, subpoenaed. <laughs> it's like a cash flow negative it's like a endeavor. Snake eating its own tail. <laughs> no, it's terrible. There's no way this is going to work out so, for anybody. And so then, like the other thing is that one person I never expected to be pulled into the Mueller investigation is our finest artist of all time, Leonardo da Vinci. Oh, he's my favorite artist. But here we are. Um, so wait, I think- <laughs> wait, let's just pause. Before we go into the details, let's reflect on that statement. (laughs) Implicit in the Mueller investigation is Leonardo da Vinci. He's been roped in. He's He's been been roped in. Yes. Subpoena him, testify in front of the House committee. Adam Schiff is going (laughs) to... Grill him. That's what's happening. So what? What the hell so, happened with Leonardo da Vinci? So we talked about this on a previous episode. I think it was there episode was a, three. There was like a yeah. There was a painting called Salvador Mundi, and it was sold for four hundred and fifty million dollars in twenty seventeen. And it turns out that that painting may have been used as a tool to launder money to fund a mass information campaign that helped get Trump elected. Wait, where did the where did the painting go? Who bought it? How did so, it wind up in this? Okay, so melee. It's <laughs> so okay. So the seller of the painting is a guy named Dmitry Rabolev Rabolevev. Okay, okay. I to add you another pronouncing, Russian pronouncing name that, to yes. the mix. <laughs> And um, this guy is not only a part owner of the Bank of Cyprus, which is central to the Mueller investigation, but he's also under investigation for buying Donald Trump's Palm Beach home in 2006 for $95 million, which was more than double what Trump paid for. You know, emoluments, so, emoluments, emoluments. And it right. helped Trump. Well, this was before he was president, and it helped him stave off another bankruptcy uh, okay. back then. Yeah. So Rebola, that's his whole life is staving off bankruptcy. Of course, and right. And and being in debt to, them, right? to Russians, yes. right? So Rebolovev put put this masterpiece up for auction through Christie's, and the estimated price was between eighty and one hundred and twenty million dollars. Okay. okay, and then there was this bidding war, and it was revealed that the bidding war was between Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, oh our favorite Prince Bonesaw, <laughs> and. <laughs> And Abu Dhabi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Zayed. Two of our finest human rights advocates. <laughs> and the two princes claimed that they had Wait, no... that's a great Spin Doctor song from the 90s. Two princes. We should put that in. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'll consider that. Princes, princes who adore you. Just go And so each prince claimed that they had no idea that the other one was bidding on this work of art. Okay, so he's bidding like horrible people against horrible people. Very clever. Right. But no, this was no mistake. <laughs> so the both of the crown princes were represented by a guy named George Nader, who you may remember was that guy who was meeting in the Seychelles 
brokered by Eric uh, Prince, nobody Betsy that. DeVos's Just, okay, brother. Okay, we got it, we got it, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm all deep into this. this okay. Is, okay, so anyway, so the purpose was to connect the campaign with the, with this Israeli social media <laughs> company called the Psy Group to conduct... You, not only have you lost me, you've lost everybody listening lost to this podcast. i my damn mind. <laughs> but anyway, so this whole bidding war was to pay them back. Through uh, payments through so the bank of Cyprus. So now Mueller is questioning this painting. So and the painting back. hasn't been seen in 100 days. It's missing. So the painting is missing. It's gone missing and it's part of the Mueller event. We <laughs> never thought this would be possible when we reported on this. I mean, our original nope about this was the fact that anyone paid that amount of money. $450 million? And now we know why. Now we know why. No, no. Just buy art for art. Don't use it. To, go to Art Basel. To, like we did. Do not use art. to Do not rope in our finest living dead artists. To Into this disgusting scandal. Into vipers. <laughs> Terrible. No, no, just shut it down. You know, this whole thing makes me think that we are headed to the apocalypse. Oh my gosh, I just want to put on a mask and walk. (laughs) You know, reminds me this uh, this reminds me of Bird Box. Bird Box, yes. Our finest film. The 21st century. I read the book. I loved it. I read, watched the movie. I loved it. You didn't. I hated it. And I feel like compelled that whenever anyone posts on, on the internet that they like it to say, no, it was terrible. I don't know why. Uh, we, we agree to disagree here. Okay. But it's having a ripple effect on popular culture. So uh, we all know that there are these challenges on YouTube tube and on Twitter where there's the – first it was the ice bucket challenge and the Tide Pod challenge where you eat Tide Pods and the condom snorting challenge. Getting stupider and stupider. stupider. There's like the lowest common denominator race to the bottom. Um, and now there is, of course, the bird box the bird challenge. Box challenge. That's right. And it started with people finding the location of that house where they were holed up in, in bird box and stumbling around. And that was cute. Like they had their blindfolds on and they were stumbling around. We're not going to tell you what bird box is. Most people know and look it up if you don't know. Um, so they were stumbling around. But then, of course, people had to take it to the next level. Um, and people started making their own videos of being blindfolded, them, their friends, their family, and stumbling around in the manner of bird box. So, <laughs> it's, all, it's all for the in likes. In fact, we are both blindfolded right now, which makes I it hard I for was. us to look at our notes or at each other. So um, I looked at a few of these. One of them is uh, an adult, a young child, and a toddler who are frantically running around their house, and then the the father grabs the child and the toddler and like runs through a door and the toddler like face plants Wait, into the wall. I have some questions. Wall. They're yeah. running around the house blindfolded, <laughs> yes. a toddler and a parent. Yes, this is like a ch- called child services. <laughs> this is terrible. And then you have Jake Paul, who's like the moron on the social media. Oh, like of course stunt he has moron. to get into this. Right. So another thing they do in the movie is they drive blindfolded, which they have to do. Yes. And he, so he drives blindfolded and gets out and runs through traffic blindfolded. Good. He the should do more The only unfortunate outcome is that he did not get killed in this. So this is now like rampant idiocy um, that's going around. Why, why did we expect anything else than yeah, this? Yeah, and Netflix had to get involved. They tweeted, um, please do not hurt yourselves with the bird box <laughs> challenge. 
We don't know how this started, and we appreciate the love, but boy and girl, which is the names of the children in yes. Bird Box, because Sandra Bullock didn't name the children. Right, They're five right. years old. Okay, whatever. Um, they have just one wish for 2019, and it's that you don't end up in the hospital due to memes. <laughs> that was not their wish. They're child actors. No, they're Netflix. Okay, but it's going even farther. It's beyond this, uh, you know, this YouTube meme. There is now an Atlanta restaurant that is having a Bird Box-themed dinner. Uh, this movie was so bad. Why I loved it. it. I read the book and I loved oh it. And you, say, you said it was like two thirds of the budget went to Sandra Bullock's paycheck and the rest was like, you said filmed at a house. I it think was it was filmed, filmed in a barn. It was filmed in a barn. <laughs> Fine. I will give you that. And you never see what the bird box, what, like what the what the evil thing is. Anyway, so Atlanta restaurants having bird box themed dinner. And here's what the dinner is. It is three tacos and a margarita. You have to book. It's overbooked. You have to be on a wait list. Three tacos and a margarita. But here's the clincher. Um, of course, <laughs> you have to eat it blindfolded. Okay. <laughs> and they don't tell you what's in the taco. Okay. So it could be anything. And if you guess what's in the taco, you win a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> This is like worse. I could buy a fucking cookie. I don't need to like torture myself. This is worse but than that challenge. They don't tell you what kind of cookie it is. Oh my it god! It could be anything. And do you wear, eat the cookie with the blindfold on too? Um, no, I think they just give you the cookie. You can take it home and do what you want with it, but you don't know what it is. This seems like a bad, bad trade off. This is like worse than that challenge where you had to be in a coffin for three hundred hours and then you get like ten dollars. It comes out to like you're getting paid. $3 an hour to be in a coffin and like there's easier ways to make money. So no to the bird box challenge. Do not do this. Do not let your children do this. Do not slam your toddler into a wall. Do not hold your baby. Do not drive blindfold. Do not do anything blindfolded. The only time and place to do the bird box challenge is while watching bird box. <laughs> That is all I will say about that. I loved that. it. I no. loved it. And I was so freaked out that I had to like pause it and like walk around to like catch my breath. Shut it, it down. Was breathtaking. No, shut no. it down. No, no, shut no. Down. These are getting worse and worse, these challenges. These challenges. So there are dangerous challenges and then there are just nonsensical challenges. There's <laughs> the hashtag Haribo challenge, which is the maker of gummy bears. And it's on a medium called TikTok. What is um, TikTok? TikTok is this like new youth culture lip syncing app that was... Like a formerly dump smash musically, or a music it, musically, it was yeah. It bought musically, okay. and it's sort of like what Vine was a few years ago. But anyway, it's uh, a person <laughs> positions a gummy bear <laughs> as though it were on stage singing an Adele song, and then pans back, and there's like a crowd of other gummy bears <laughs> that appear to be joining in the song. And the one that went viral was someone like you, and then it just. It spawned. So this I saw whole... this picture. It's like um, it's like there's a gummy bear singing Adele, and then it pans back, and it's like the the Chinese terracotta soldiers, the terracotta there's army, like yeah, thousands <laughs> of them of of gummy bears standing upright, listening like worshipfully at, at the singer. The, I mean, all I will say, at least they're who, not I mean, doing the is, who the thinks of these bird things? box challenge. I, I don't know who thinks this is a waste of time. It's a waste of gummy bears. It's a waste of YouTube bandwidth. Like, <laughs> And what do you get? You do this like people are so fucking bored. Read a book. Read a book. Read a book. No, no. Harry Bow gummy eat, bear eat challenge. Your gummy bears. Don't they should put play. an injunction into the Supreme Court to like stop. Why this. is it? Don't get Adele involved in this. <laughs> what does Adele have to do with it? She's our <laughs> finest living songstress. Yes. <laughs> don't make her a gummy bear. No. No. Shut it down. 
Now that we're back into politics, I want to talk about someone who is getting a lot of attention, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Oh, yes, our youngest living congresswoman. (laughs) Right. And we maybe, I think we have a little bit of a different opinion. You're a little bit of a fan. I'm a little bit not of a fan of her. That's okay. That's maybe for another episode. Right. But um, also breaking news, just like uh, the... uh, just like the salad wars, um, I'm just going to read the headline. It's from the New York <laughs> yeah, Post. Nothing I mean, else can the do it justice. Says it all. Here is this headline: Alexandria Ocasio Cortez bathtub photo debunked by foot fetishist. <laughs> what could that possibly <laughs> go wrong? What does that mean? Let me backtrack what and tell you what mean? this is about. Why so are they picking on her for this? <laughs> On her feet? (laughs) Let me explain. Please allow me to explain. So there is a photo of um, legs and feet, which are hers, AOC, we call her. um, And they are soaking in a tub. And these pictures were posted on Reddit and 4chan, that, you know, bastion of reliability. And it said that it was sourced from her Instagram feed from 2016, which you could verify, but I guess nobody really did. And they also claimed that if you zoom in on the faucet, like reflection, which you can see between her feet, um, you can see her breasts. Okay. Okay. All right. I've had enough of this story. No, no, no. Already. This story okay, gets better. Going. Right. So this was debunked. This was a fraud. It was debunked by a site called WikiFeet. <laughs> There's a site called WikiFeet, and it is pictures of celebrity feet. Okay. So these are the experts, and they compared it with other <laughs> pictures of her feet. And they could identify. Yes. Well, she she was apparently, there's some pictures of her in open-toed sandals, and they can tell. And the, the <laughs> whoever runs WikiFeet said, quote, I've sucked enough toes in my life to uh, recognize when something doesn't look right. And here's what didn't look right, is that the feet in the picture have, I'm going to try this, brachydactyly which is a very serious medical condition. It's an inherited trait where the bones of the toes are short compared to the rest of the body. So something was awry. Something was off. (laughs) Something was off. Something was suspicious. There was no, there was was reason to believe this was not AOC's toes. Convene a special counsel. (laughs) And it turns out that they did, because they have sort of... (laughs) comprehensive <laughs> documentation of everyone's feet they match these to uh sydney leathers <laughs> who is anthony weiner's congressman anthony weiner's sexting partner that was the second sexting partner yes, when, were, he, when he came <laughs> there back were multiple and- <laughs> right so this was uh misappropriated these were not <laughs> aoc's Toes? These are Sydney Leather's toes. And Sydney Leather, to her credit, issued an online apology, although she did not have to. And she said, <laughs> she the upstanding citizen said that, I'm sorry that my feet were appropriated uh, to be used against you. They were not your feet. They were mine. They should not be held against she you. She apologized to AOC. Yes. Because AOC never actually posted this no, post. This it's is not a made up, just a, this no, is a made up grabbed, nonsense. No, someone grabbed a photo you know, uh, faked that Photoshop, faked that it was hers, and in fact, it was Sydney Leathers. This is like that. What's it? That Q conspiracy? What? There's like that. What you know? Q and on that. Like, I have no idea what that is. Please <laughs> inform like us. Pizza Gate. You know? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know what that is, but maybe our audience will know what that is. But no, <laughs> do not post. I mean, she, there's lots of reasons to like or not like AOC. Love her. her feet or her reflection of her non-breasts in her non-faucet. It's not one of them. And Sydney Leather's good for you. <laughs> <laughs> we 
leave them on all your alone. feet. Leave them on all your alone. feet. And no. honestly, wiki feet, good for you too. Good you, for you, you wiki feet. Investigate finally in, the, in, in this day and age when they are cutting back the, <laughs> the budgets of investigative reporters. <laughs> wiki feet <laughs> takes on the stories that others are unwilling to because they have a vested interest in the truth. <laughs> Thank you, no, wiki feet. Shut this all down. We've been talking a lot about Saudi Arabia, the terrible things that have been happening with uh, with MBS. He's supposed to have all these reforms, but they're still, never mind the like, amputative murders that are happening in the Turkish embassy. There's still a big problem. He claims that he's making women more equally equal, but a big issue still is that men can divorce women without telling them, without telling their wives. Just like... Just like, I've had it, I'm done. I divorce you and not tell them. They can't even bother to communicate this information. It's like you shouldn't break up with someone over text. You also shouldn't divorce someone without telling them. (laughs) But there's a solution to that now. The progressive Saudi government. Right. So uh, women are now able to receive, quote, marital status notifications via push notifications. So do you get them hourly? (laughs) (laughs) Like you're still married. You're still married. When when your husband divorces you, uh, you get a push notification that says your husband and has divorced you. I mean, is there like a like an animation that like <laughs> like a gif like a gif <laughs> on your phone like <laughs> like a RuPaul <laughs> like a, yeah, like a, back your knives and go <laughs> the tribe has spoken and then when they get the the divorce push notification they get an account number. And this is very humanitarian. This is very good of them. They they give them an account number and they can then the women can log on to a website and check the status of the divorce as it's proceeding. And um, I think this is very progressive. In fact, the Saudi government has been quoted as saying, quote, uh, a step. This is a step aimed at protecting the rights of female citizens okay, Brian. and enhancing digital transformation with more services. I have. One major question and a few sub questions. <laughs> the first question is Does it work in reverse? Like, can the women. Of course not. Um, women can't divorce men there. So that's fucking bullshit. Uh, well, we know the whole premise of this country is fucking <laughs> bullshit. Like, this is the most illegitimate country ever. And does it um, connect to some sort of accounting? Like, do you, can you use it to wire child support? And I think that's what other- the website does. I okay. think the website is very functional i think if there's you know any tr- financial transaction but i think women are not allowed to have money so that also that, sort of that like poses a problem or like go out in public problem. so no there's no more nuance there's no so redeeming qualities no, no, no saudi arabia as if you didn't have enough things that are nope about you this is just another nope we will continue to monitor your behavior <laughs> it is reprehensible no no shut it down um a reprehensible situation that I'd like to draw to your attention. This is very brief, but worthy of note, especially in our New York world. Yeah. Uh, Martin Scorsese is one of our finest living directors. I love him. He's fantastic, right? Um, <laughs> I interviewed him once. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I'm just going to give you the headline once again from the New York Post. It was Martin Scorsese dumpling scandal. <laughs> What could that possibly? I'm intrigued. <laughs> oh, okay. It got my attention immediately. Clickbait. I dove, I dove, it, 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 it could be clickbait, but it was not because there was substance. There's there w- meaningful substance behind this story. So um, the subtitle is Dumpling Snafu Derails Martin Scorsese's 
exit strategy at awards dinner. And here's what happened. This was the New York Film Circle's Critic Award, and it was at Tao, which is like a hip downtown restaurant. It's not really that hip anymore. No, no, no. It's like hip for people who go to an award ceremony, right? Right. And uh, beforehand, the day before, uh, Scorsese's security did a sweep because, like a lot of celebrities, they made sure that he'd get in quick, do the award, and get out quick. Mm -hmm. But there was one special request. Very often these celebrities have special requests, is that at Tao, uh, Scorsese wanted dumplings. Delicious. They're delicious. They're our finest <laughs> I living. I support. I endorse. <laughs> That's right. So he, like, on his way out, he was going to pause for a minute and get some dumplings. Right. Right. Who among us would not want some dumplings after presenting an award? A delight. Right. So he was on his way out having presented the award, and something <laughs> terrible happened. happened. <laughs> the order got messed up, and they instead <laughs> served him bok choy. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Those could not be more opposite. There's Dumplings and bok choy. It's inexcusable. Imagine You're ordering <laughs> bok choy, having your people go the day before and order dumplings, and you get <laughs> fucking bok, bok choy? choy? That's a garbage vegetable. <laughs> no, it is. <laughs> it's like, and, and it's, I mean, it's okay if that's what you wanted, but it's just. You did not want it's that. The, it's the dissonance between the two <laughs> items. <laughs> that's right. It's the differential, the first differential between. No, that's the whole story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it had a beginning, a middle, and an end. Martin Scorsese, never go back to Tao again. No, none go of us go Mission back to Chinese. Tao. Go to Mission Chinese. Get water pickles. <laughs> That's right. Don't don't eat bok choy or dumplings there. No. Okay. <laughs> Let's keep going here. Let's, Let's keep, keep rolling. <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, I'm going to talk about Ellen DeGeneres. She's a little been bit. in the news this she's week. She's been a lot in the news. She's someone she's had the show for a million years. Like, what could she possibly do to be in the news? Well, she's not the one who brought herself into the news. It's, she's been like a proxy for other people. Eric Trump, um, our second greatest <laughs> presidential son, <laughs> um, right. believes that he is being oppressed by Twitter. Oh. Never mind that it's the only like thing that is supporting inherently, you know, indirectly his He's father president. He's the real victim. Right. So, um, you know how Twitter will sometimes suggest who to follow? Uh -huh. So apparently on his Twitter feed, it suggested that he follow Hillary okay. and Obama and Ellen DeGeneres. Right. And this is all algorithmic. It's like, it's not like it's trying to tell you who to follow. It's like, he's probably like tweeting hatefully about these no, people. No, it's like when people are mentioned together, the algorithm catches exactly. wind of that. So he tweeted, after seeing these suggestions, he tweeted, quote, shocking. Once again, here are the Twitter, quote, suggestions of who I should follow. Hashtag deep state. Okay. So he thinks that Ellen DeGeneres is part of a secret government operation to, like, run the world with the Soros fucking elders of Zion. <laughs> right. So she's she's part of the big problem. And I realized I did a little digging into this. And this deep state thing is not just a catchphrase. Like, Fox News frequently talks oh, they about, talk about how it. Obama is running a shadow government from behind the walls of his secret D.C. <laughs> compound. <laughs> from behind the, wa the border <laughs> wall. wall. Right. The point of a wall, <laughs> as our president told us last night, is not to keep people out, but to protect the people you love inside. I thought walls were effective if he's <laughs> behind a wall. Walls and wheels. <laughs> walls and wheels are the only effective thing. But, okay, so Ellen Generous is a, a, a victim of this slander, but she's been in the news otherwise. She, yes. She's been in this Kevin Hart situation right now. She so, is. So, Why did she insert herself into uh, this? Unnecessary. So Kevin Hart was a popular comedian, obviously. He was invited to, to host the Oscars. It unearthed that he had said all kinds of horrible homophobic things over the 
years and they uninvited him. And he's like, fuck you. I'm not doing it anyway. So he was then on Ellen and on Ellen, she insisted that he should still host the Oscars because she claimed he had uh, apologized. But he hadn't. There's and, no quote, evidence. I believe in forgiveness, she said. And he went on and attributed the scandal to attacks from, quote, online trolls. How could she fall for this? She's a gay woman. She's a lesbian. Like, she should be at the forefront of the objection to this ridiculous hosting <laughs> totally. canard. And the forgiveness is not hers to give. It, like, Don Lemon had an actual, like, really good segment on this where he talks about, you know, in the black community, there's a lot of, like, a disproportionate amount of black kids are on the streets who are trans because they've been kicked out of their homes and having a comedian with the stature of Kevin Hart making jokes it's about very short of stature. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> making homophobic jokes does nothing to help the community. Well, anyone doing that is nothing, anyone but especially, doing, but especially, especially someone as part of the community. Right. So, in this environment that we're in, putting him someone, someone like him on a stage like that, regardless of what he said and then what he's apologized, allegedly, it was one of those apologies. Like if I've hurt your feelings, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And he's like, I'm not homophobic. I've changed a lot. But he'd never, he never even deleted the tweet. (laughs) So I was about to say, like, good for Ellen, like, for not being part of the deep state, if that's even a thing, which it's not. But then again, like, coming, coming to the defense of Kevin Hart, like, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Who the fuck are you, Ellen? Go back in your hole. Go walk into the don't sea. Don't weigh in. We don't need you to no, weigh in on no, everything. No, I'm not watching you on my daytime TV. I'm watching Rachel Ray. Just she dance. She's a saint. Just dance your way <laughs> off of the stage. <laughs> Shut it down. Shut it down no. now. We have one more topic before we head into our yups. Uh, Rachel, what is it? Yeah, so I we talk a lot about uh, technology, and this week was the Consumer Electronics Show in, in Vegas. Las Vegas. It was the biggest technology show in the world and um it's a mo- it's a monster piece it's <laughs> have you ever been there it's a I, i've never gone but it used to, there used to be some very like big deal unveilings yeah. Yeah. there um but now nokia it has more <laughs> nokia revealed its flip phones nokia, there. and then i remember there were like the curved tvs several years oh, ago yeah. that was like a big say thing the curds <laughs> the Curd TV is abandoned in Syria. And didn't, I, I don't know, I guess Apple didn't unveil the iPhone I don't think CES. Apple can be bothered with CES. Apple just does their own thing. They do their thing. own thing, yeah. So, um, but it's turned into like an inventor freak show. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, you used to be obsessed with Walt, this. Walt Mossberg, one of our favorite <laughs> guests ever. Please feel free to weigh in on social media because... <laughs> I'm sure you have an opinion about it. And Lauren Good, who is there Lauren covering Good. it, right? Yeah, she was there covering it. I got a lot of my CES news through Lauren. So you used to be obsessed with this like infomercial. It was some kind of cake. It was like a high-tech cake. It's, it's a dump cake. It's not a high-tech cake. You just put a bunch of shit in a pan and you put it in the microwave and it becomes a dump cake. And there's no. this like, old lady and she's probably a billionaire now. And it was everywhere in infomercials, and there's cookbooks and everything. And me and my friend were all obsessed with dump cakes. <laughs> you don't, you don't even mix it. You what, no, it. no, it's not a mixed cake. It's a dump cake. <laughs> what does this have to do with CES? I'm just saying that they, CES fucking wishes they had the inventor <laughs> of the dump cake because all the things that were revealed there have no commercial have, prospects and wish they were a dump cake. It was like things that were like. Uh, like a smart shower that was like connected to Alexa. I'm sorry. And the I folding could, phone that's never going to make it the to the market. Phone or the smart shoes that alert your loved one if you trip and it's like a $30 a month <laughs> subscription I do not want to know service. if trips. I couldn't give a shit. Yeah. It's like <laughs> shoes as a service. 
So, but then SAS is really SAS. huge as a service, <laughs> right? They're taking over our SAS. Um, so then there was the the worst thing that happened at CES, which was the revocation of the innovation award that was supposed to be given to a hands free sexual health device called the OCA. What did it do? It purports to use biomimicry and robotics to help women achieve a blended orgasm. <laughs> Those words mean nothing to me. What is a blended <laughs> orgasm? Like a orgasm for a variety of, of parts of, of your body, parts. like yeah. steaming and vibrating <laughs> and <laughs> vaginal and different, anal. Different pieces okay. are in unison. I, I'll take your word for it. There's different pieces of an <laughs> orgasm and it hits all of them. And Okay, so their whole reasoning was that the device, after they told them that they won the award. So this is like La La Land. Yes. <laughs> it's the like the award. moonlight La La Land <laughs> of The Warren Beatty gave it to this vibrator. And Faye Dunaway was like standing there on the side being like, no. no." (laughs) So why did they revoke it? So they said that the device doesn't fit into any of their existing product categories and that it should never have been accepted for Shouldn't submission. Shouldn't they have thought of that before they, they that. nominated just, it and just, accepted it? Yes, just like the Academy should have thought about Kevin Hart before they <laughs> offered him the job or the fucking popcorn Nobody award. Nobody does due diligence. This is a crisis in due diligence. Call us. Call we, us. We can know how to do due diligence. <laughs> well, like, I we'll work in you. venture capital. You Give the, the award. Don't give the award. We'll right, tell it's you. It's binary. Like, <laughs> figure it out. Are they qualified or not? No. Oh, that's terrible. I, I agree with you. This is like that thing has become an inventor freak show. There's the Lovot, which is like this Japanese love robot, except it's like not even a Stephen Bannon robot. It's like this thing that like you cuddle up with and it craves your attention. And it bugs you until you give it to you. And then it like hatches. It's not a hatchmole. It's not a hatchmole. It looks like a hatchmole with like a periscope on its head and its intent is to annoy you. This is nonsense. But but. Right. To go back to your Steve Bannon reference, that was because <laughs> Bannon was supposed to host some sex robot convention and was banned. But anyway. At least that's a concrete thing. Like, you can fuck a robot. But the thing is that CES has allowed sex robots to present at their event, and they've allowed- Like, stand on stage? Yeah. And, like, and so why can't this Ose sexual health device win an award? I this see is no misogynist. Reason. It's disgusting. This is something that people would actually use. It would bring pleasure to people. It is not yes. an academic pursuit. This is not- like something that's like a trap to get venture capital. This is something that could be bootstrapped. It's something that they could sell. People would buy. It could grow on its own profits. Totally. It's a real product. It was designed in partnership with Oregon State University. It has eight patents around micro-robotics. It's like this is a serious device. Invest in this this company. Multiple whatever blended orgasms. (laughs) I don't know what it is, but I want one. I want one. I want a blended orgasm. Yes, who doesn't? We all do. We all do. No, shut Shut it down. CES. Okay, we're wrapping up here. This is the favorite part of the podcast for so many people. This is a podcast with terrible things, but this is the thing that people like the most. The thing that that gives us joy. The 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 Marie Kondo. The Marie Kondo. Did you watch the Netflix show? I haven't. She's so weird looking. I thought. But do you see her baby? I haven't watched the show. No, no, no. no. So she's like this little, like. Pokemon of a person and it's adorable and she's great but then she just had a baby and the baby is like enormous her really? head the baby's head is like bigger than her body That's... this is like we're going way off topic here well, but also do you know who interviewed her last night at I the 92nd not... Street Y 
Katie Rossman. Our guest, (laughs) one of our favorite listeners, a super fan. That's right. Okay. Well done, Katie. Let's move on to the ups. Rachel, what's your yup? My yup goes to a very English scandal. Oh, I loved it. On Amazon. On Amazon. The only reason why I like the Golden Globes is because it reminds me of things that I'm supposed to watch and didn't. And things you've never heard of. And things I never heard of or sort of heard of in the background. Like I knew Hugh Grant was in a thing, but I just like didn't put it on my list. And so I watched the first two episodes instead of Trump's ridiculous like presidential address last night. And, you know, it stars Hugh Grant and Ben Wishaw, who just won a globe. And he is literally our finest living actor. <laughs> and He was really great. He was really and great. And I'd seen him in other things. And when I saw that, I looked him up and I was like, oh, he was in this and that. It's one of those things. And he was just so good. So go ahead and watch it. And it's not one of these crazy, like, 15-hour things. like three it's episodes. It's like three episodes. Like 60, 90 minutes. And, um, Directed by Stephen Frears. It'll who's... teach you about a little British history, but it's, like, such a compelling human drama as well. So... That's a yup for me That's as well. Yup. Here's my yup. Um, this might seem uh, contrary. I haven't told you this. This seems contrary to the kinds of things that we normally yup, but I'm going to give a yup to the Starbucks app. Oh, <laughs> it's wow, very mainstream I'm, for us. Uh, oh my so gosh! What I didn't realize. So basic. It's very well done. So I've strayed away from Starbucks. There's one literally in my building, and I don't go there because it's such a shit show. <laughs> and like the service people are terrible. They don't look you in the eye. There's a line. You, if you have, God forbid have an espresso coffee, you have to wait like 50 minutes to like get the thing, like and the then salad it's wrong. Line. Right? It's terrible. It's like a salad. This is like a <laughs> melee. It's a brawl. Right? But now I get out of the subway at 51st and Lex. I get on the thing. I order the same thing. Mary Americano, a little splash of cream. Um, and by the time I get there, three minutes later, it is sitting out on the espresso bar and ready for me. And I pre-charged 25 bucks. So I don't know, like I paid for it once. I don't have to think about it each time. It's just drawn down on my credit. And um, it's great business for them. It's great for me. And now I have a delicious Starbucks with me the whole morning. It's a delight. But Brian, you could do this for salads too. So I'm just... Throwing it out there. You could. You could. So, you could. Uh, good. My salad, okay. my salad requirements are far more complicated. <laughs> so our yups this week are a very English scandal and the Starbucks, Starbucks app. <laughs> okay. This has been an absolutely terrible week. But, you know, there is a glimmer of light ahead. We have our live show next week. So if you've made it this far, you obviously like this podcast. You're going to love next week even, even more. It's going to so be epic. Please listen. Spread the word. Rate. Review. Tell your friends. Tell turn your to your friends. left. Turn do to your those, right. Do all of do the all things those podcast that you do. Things. We're thirsty. But come on. We need help. This has been a terrible week. Oh, the worst. Thank you for sticking with us. <laughs> this has been This Week in Nope. The podcast where we shut it down. Why not?